Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 31 of Believe in Betting LA. We're going to break down NFL Championship Sunday, and we're going to make our long way to return back to the basketball betting waves as well. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713, joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewert, where you can find him on Twitter at Rock. How you doing on this fine Thursday evening, Chris? I'm doing well. Do you think Tony Romo knew he was going to make more money broadcasting than he was going to do playing football? I'm not sure he knew that, but I think he knew he was going to make good money, which is why I think he felt comfortable retiring early. Uh, and speaking of retirements, a big retirement in the NFL this week, of course, Luke Keekley. Good for him. Ten known concussions. Yeah. Him walking off the field, I think it was last season, right, where he was almost just like stunned by that concussion. That was one of the most scary things I've ever seen live. So um, I'm really happy. Great, great career for him. And hopefully he lives a long uh, and very healthy life. Good on you, Luke Keekley. All right, this, again, is Believe in Betting LA, episode 31. We acknowledge that we have taken a time away from the LA teams as we've discussed the NFL playoffs. Haven't talked about an LA team, really, since the end of the regular season. Not our fault, Chris, right? The Rams, Chargers, both became irrelevant, really, in week 15, when the Rams, I believe, were eliminated from playoff contention. We're going to come back and talk about all four of the LA basketball teams today, the Lakers, Clippers, UCLA, Bruins, and the fighting USC Trojans. We're going to talk about that later First, though, Chris, let's talk about how we did last weekend. Of course, that was NFL Divisional Weekend, and we're going to lump in the College Football National Championship in that one as well. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers, Ed Ogeron, and Joe Burrow for bringing that championship home for the LSU Tigers of the SEC. We wrap up bowl season where I went 24-18-1 overall. I did, of course, lose my Clemson bet. I bet them live bet a few times as well. Luckily, I was able to get some live bets a little bit later on LSU, and I also took some live overs as well. Went down to 58.5, that live over, Chris, after those first three and outs, first two three and outs combined for those two teams. Exceptional season for LSU. Some may say it's the best college football team of all time. What are your thoughts? Well, you're right on the on the betting thing. I, you know, when we did our last episode, I think the over under I had was 69.5, which I lost, but closer to game time, I got it at 60. Uh, so ended up kind of breaking even on that. Had a lot of Clemson first quarter, which was nice, but then had a lot of Clemson the rest of the game, which was not so nice. Yep, <laughs> so yep, same, uh, same. it didn't it didn't work out that great um, betting wise. But uh, when you can minimize your losses and, and and walk away, that's that's doing pretty well. As far as historically, I think LSU is right up there. Um, I was I was really really surprised with how they handled Clemson. Um, especially when Clemson came out and scored eight in the second half. And I said, here we go. Like Clemson's Clemson's bounced back. They made adjustments. LSU is going to be in for it. And then when coaches and sports talk about imposing your will, LSU just imposed their will. They just said, nope, that's the end of that. There's your eight points. This game is over right now. And just took control, managed it, defense, offense, the play calling, incredible. Uh, by the LSU offense and, and Burrow there to execute on it. Some of those passes are just were all timers right in the breadbasket. Um, I think he's got a he's got a he's really got some nice, kind of moxie, huh? That guy. Yeah, really <laughs> nice. And I like. I don't really have an opinion on Ohio State, but I it just it's something about the fact that 
Uh, Burrow could have been their quarterback. You and I discussed this offline about if they switch quarterbacks, is OSU in this game right now? And you emphatically said absolutely 100%. Uh, so I like to see a guy like that who was kind of passed over at a big-time program and then went to LSU, which is obviously ascended now uh, as far as program status goes. But uh, to succeed like that is uh, a big tip of the cap. And the guy made himself – what was the – A lot of money. A lot. It was something like <laughs> – his, his draft projection was like fourth round at the beginning of the season. And then it was just hockey stick, like through the roof, you know, made himself $25 million by playing well. Um, good for Joe Burrow. Not only made himself the money up front here, but he gave himself a lot better of a chance to have a lasting NFL career with that second, that third contract. You're drafted first overall. Yep. You will not only get a long leash with that organization, but if something doesn't work out well in your first stop, you're going to get a second and probably even a third chance just because that pedigree and how much of the expectations people had of you entering the league. So great college football season. We will miss it. We will not probably talk very much college football until Labor Day of next year. We'll do some futures and things like that, some Heisman futures, some season total futures in the spring. I'll maybe talk some uh, spring ball. We'll have the spring game for both SC and UCLA. Uh, Usually that is in April. But uh, it was a really fun season. Just like that, LSU lost not only their quarterback, but they lost their offensive coordinators. Now, offensive coordinator Carolina, their defensive coordinator Dave Randa, just took the head coaching job at Baylor. So they're a victim of their own success. Sometimes we'll see how they reload. Um, all right, so I finished twenty four eighteen and one overall in bowl season. You finished nineteen twenty one and two. You had a great regular season. The bowl season was not as kind to you. However, what has been very kind to you in terms of postseason is the NFL postseason. You're seven and one overall so far this postseason. Four and zero. Last weekend in the NFL divisional round, I went three and three. That's including both of my losses for the Seahawks. So I had a pretty good game, a pretty good weekend going into that final game, but it did not last. And also my teaser, uh, really frustrating that the Titans <laughs> teaser was, was a half point off from going over. So some close losses, but alas, that is betting. Here's some brief administrative stuff here before we get on and talk about this weekend with NFL Championship Sunday. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA. Please subscribe if you enjoyed this podcast and give us a review if you want to hear any sort of uh, criticism or if you want any sort of, uh, you know, lauding of us as well, that, that both are welcome and we'll take anything you say to heart. You can get this podcast and all the other great Believe podcasts anywhere you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, and more. And you can find all the great Believe podcasts at Believe.com. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. So let's get right into it here, Chris. Let's talk about NFL Championship Sunday. This is one of the best days of the year every year. And this year, we unfortunately don't have a single game that is within a touchdown spread. But I do think we're going to see one of these two games be very competitive. Let's start Sunday afternoon, 12.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. We have the Tennessee Titans, the surging Tennessee Titans taking on also the surging Kansas City Chiefs. Will the Titans magic finally run out here, Chris? They are now 11-7. and seven. Will the Chiefs avoid another bad start? They almost could not get out of that hole, 24-0 hole against Houston last week. It may cost them this time if they get down early. I think the Titans are still going to force their game plan, running the ball, playing defense, controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling the clock. This one is a seven-point home favorite for the Chiefs. The over-under is a very high 53. Again, this one's Sunday afternoon, 12.05 p.m., Titans at Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think 
you got to remember that the Titans' whole game is going to be to not let Kansas City have more than, what, six possessions, five possessions, a half. They're going to do the exact same thing they did to the Patriots and the exact same thing they did to the Ravens. He's going to be able to capitalize on They're not going to be able to, to score five touchdowns in a quarter because they're not the ball five times in a quarter. Um, but I, I'm intrigued to see. I would have told you Tennessee had a puncher's chance against the Patriots. They made it happen. I thought it was doubtful they were going to make it happen against the Ravens, but that time off seemed like it hit the Ravens hard. You know, can, can lightning strike a third time? Is that possible? Uh, I'm probably not willing to bet on it. So uh, I like the Chiefs in the first quarter, minus a half a point at minus 110. I also like the Chefs and the Titans under 53. And the reason I like that is I just don't think there's going to be enough possessions to go around. I think it's going to be a whole lot of Derrick Henry and waiting for three seconds left on the play clock before the ball is snapped. And I just think you're seeing a public overreaction to the Chiefs going absolutely nuclear uh, on the Texans. Side note, everybody on the Texans coaching staff should be fired. You got spotted 24 points in a professional football <laughs> game and you couldn't win. Just embarrassing. Not only couldn't win, you couldn't even take a lead into halftime. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just that, that, that was crazy. That was one of the strangest games uh, I can remember seeing. It. it wasn't close, but it was still an enjoyable game to watch. Obviously, we saw the fireworks from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. I agree with you here. I'm going to take under 53 as well. Very much the same logic as you. I do think we're going to see a limited amount of possessions. Unless we see a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown, we're going to see both these teams struggle to score. Yes, the Chiefs can score at will at any time with any play, essentially, and almost any player. They have many, many different players that can go off. But I don't think it's going to be as easy against the Titans. And I do think you're very much right, Chris, that it's an overreaction to an exceptional Final three quarters for Kansas City. And the Titans seem like a team to me that will be stubborn with their game plan. They could get down 14-0, and guess what? Yep. They're still going to be trotting out Derrick Henry out there, running the ball 35-plus times, playing defense. That's the way they play. That's the way they win. I don't think we're going to see them panic uh, unless it is like a 24-0 type of lead uh, that the Chiefs get off to. So I also like the under here, under 53. All right, let's talk about the second game. That's the NFC Championship game. And it's worth noting, both these are rematches, Chris. Earlier in the season, the Chiefs actually lost in Ryan Tannehill's very first start. They lost in Tennessee. They've since rattled off, I think, eight straight wins. Yep. And the Packers also lost in San Francisco earlier this season. They got absolutely throttled. And they haven't lost since that game as well. So both are rematches. I typically like the team that lost the first game in rematch games. That fits the narrative there with the Chiefs. This one actually uh, fits the narrative for the Packers because they got obliterated by San Francisco in that game. They actually got obliterated both times they visited the state of California because they got crushed by the Chargers as well. The Packers, of course, save it to the most important game of the year to play one of their best games of the year. They ran the ball very well. They played relatively great defense against an explosive team in the Seahawks. They did just enough to win that game, 28-23 with that final this one is Sunday afternoon from Levi Stadium at 3.40 p.m. Pacific. The Niners are 7.5-point home favorites. The total of this one's 46.5. This is a tricky line both ways here, Chris. What are your thoughts? I remember that Packer-Charger game quite well because your co-host had a nice amount of money on the Chargers. Uh, that was one of the few times this year I was very uh, very happy with what I saw out of the Chargers. Um I don't. The Seahawks-Packer game didn't really change my mind about the Packers. I think they're a little overrated. Um, Aaron Rodgers played well, but I don't know whether it's game planning or he's not all right. But 
I mean, Aaron Jones is, is great, but uh, it just surprises me how often they're taking it out of his hands and, and relying on a run game that is good but not great. In this case, uh, I regret, again, I'm going to take the Packers first half plus four and a half at minus 110. That's because I like the price. Everything else is very competitively priced right now uh, at the moment. But I think San Francisco is going to win the game. I think uh, that that Niner defense is really going to take over in the second half. And they're going to be behind. If the Packers are behind, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because then the the pass rush of Bosa and Co. is going to tee off and and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is going to be a very bad place to be. We could see I mean, Rogers after a pretty pedestrian season, put on a performance last week. So did Devontae Adams. That round run is just exceptional. He truly is one of, if not the best receiver in the NFL today. I think we're going to see a rejuvenated Packers team. I think they're going to be a lot better than they were when they visited Levi Stadium last time. And I do like them to keep this game quite competitive for some time. I think this is going to be, uh, you know, like a a 24 to 21 type of victory uh, for San Francisco. That being, you like the Packers here with that hook plus seven and a half. That is a great line to get. If you can get another half point there, tease that one. And then I think you tease the under as well. I think this game, uh, I, I just said 24-21, so that would uh, contradict what I'm saying. But I could also <laughs> see I could also see a 17-14 type game where both teams really struggle to move the ball and a couple of field goals are the difference in the game. Either way, I like the Packers here at plus 7.5. I think that this, this Packers team is talented enough. They're well-coached enough. There's also a lot of familiarity between these two staffs. Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the Niners, was on Mike Patton's staff, D coordinator of the Packers in Cleveland. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and... Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, have been in several staffs together. Uh, Matt LaFleur's brother is on the staff of the 49ers. There is a lot of familiarity within these two staffs. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think this is the game we see some fireworks. I think that Titans-Chiefs game won't be as entertaining, won't be as close. This one I can see being a back-and-forth, a really entertaining affair. So my two picks here are under 53, Titans and Chiefs. Pack plus 7.5. You like uh, the Packers in the first half, and you like Chiefs in the first quarter and the under for the game as well. So that's it. That's the, the second to the last and the third to the last NFL games of the season. Of course, we will have a lot on the Super Bowl. We'll have an entire show dedicated to breaking down our favorite props and our favorite picks for that game. Before we move on and talk about all four of the L.A. hoops teams, that includes the Lakers, Clippers, Bruins, and Trojans, let's talk about our sponsor today. And of course, it again is my bookie. It is the year 2020. We're heading into this new year. And for the first time in a long time, the Patriots are not a part of the Super Bowl picture. Who is your pick? You can decide that and then head on over to mybookie.ag to make those predictions a reality. My bookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. And if football's not your thing, we're going to talk about NBA. They have NBA picks. They have college basketball picks. They have Premier League picks. They've got whatever you'd like. They've even got odds on the UFC. And with everyone's favorite Irish nuisance fighting this weekend, <laughs> things are about to get exciting. My bookie, of course, has the fastest payout, the best promotions, and most importantly, a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. The best news for all of our listeners, if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 That means if you deposit 2K, Chris, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free play to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLB, that's Bramo, Leva, Victor, to activate this offer, again, that promo code BLB, to get your extra cash from MyBookie, go to MyBookie.ag, where you can bet, you can win, and then you can get paid. 
Let's talk about those Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers. And the Lakers, Chris, we kind of have glossed over their season. They've had a remarkable run so far. I think we all knew they were capable of doing this. They're making that a reality. They are first in the Western Conference at 33-8. and They have a four-and-a-half game cushion on the second-place Denver Nuggets. They had their nine-game winning streak snapped Wednesday evening in Orlando. They're now 17-3 on the road. They're 17-2 before that game. They are just dominant. They have everything you look for in a team. They're playing this weekend. They're taking on the Houston Rockets, who are fifth in the West. Of course, they have both Westbrook and Harden. Unfortunately, they're recording this Thursday evening, January 16th. We do not have lines for that game yet, so we cannot make a pick. Uh, but I do expect it to be quite a close spread with it being a home game at Houston. Let's just briefly talk about it here. A nod in the cap to Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of the Lakers. They put a very difficult stretch last year behind them, and they are exceptional this year yeah i uh it's, it's crazy that 33 and 8 only puts you four games up in your conference um tells you how again how competitive the west is uh tip of the cap to anthony davis uh slid right in there with the lakers team uh, i guess it helps to play with lebron who can who can basically mold his game around you uh and get you the ball he still has his pouty sessions of standing in the corner and yelling and being demonstrative to his teammates. Um, but the the product on the court has, has shown uh, they're going to be right there in the playoffs. I'll be interested to see. It's kind of the subplot that I'm looking at. We talked about this kind of before the season began was the games played total. Uh, I think I said take unders on, uh, obviously, bet your mortgage on Kawhi uh, games played under. But I'm pretty sure I said the same thing for LeBron and Davis. And I'll be interested to see if LeBron has himself a little a little spring break, maybe post All Star break, where there's a a sore thumb or something, uh, and then you see him, uh, you know, a day later, yeah, yeah, takes some time off. Uh, well, to do especially it. the Lakers continue rolling, and they have that four or five game cushion, right. you know, after the All Star break, then then they deserve it at that point. Yeah, and and he, and he should. Uh, I mean, I it's it just makes sense to do that. Uh, the whole load management thing is is a joke. The answer to that is that the NBA should be playing about fifteen less games. And if they did that, I think their product would become infinitely better uh, and more Boy, than make up. money going to the owner's pockets, though. That's well, that's right. So that's the big thing, right? As player, nobody wants to lose the money. Nobody wants to lose the money. But, you know, take the big picture on it. Your product is going to grow exponentially. People are going to be interested in more eyeballs. You know, take take the short-term haircut for the long-term gain, guys, uh, is what I would advise them. Um, but, yes, Lakers, Rockets. I likes me a nice – I think that's that's got to be 6.30. It's got to be a primetime game, right? Uh, Lakers Rockets. I like for uh, LeBron to remember that the cameras are going to be on him and nation audience is going to be on there. So uh, do some shopping for a nice LeBron James over uh, points, rebounds, assist prop are ones I like quite a bit. Fair enough. And let's transition to talk about those Clippers. And they start off the year obviously very hot. They've since kind of slowed down a bit. They are not the best road team. They're 10 and 9 overall away from Staples Center, but they have won five of their last seven. They're playing good basketball as well. They're still, you know, they're in, I think, was it fourth place right now in the West? Yeah, fourth in the West. They're fourth in the West, but they're only a half game out of second place. And and, and you know that they're, t- they're they're capable of that surge. And you know they have uh, an amazing couple of postseason players in both Paul George and Kawhi. So they're playing great basketball as well. They're starting to get uh, back in a roll, I think. And they just need to get some some road victories, I think, before we can crown them as the, the biggest challenger to the Lakers in the West. The Jazz actually have won 10 straight. They're the hottest team in the entire NBA. We're not going to talk about them any further, but uh, it's really it's going to be really fun. You've got six teams within seven games. Uh, those top six teams of the West all are very much capable of going on big runs here. 
Uh, but the Lakers and Clippers seem like they are on a collision course. So it'll be interesting to see what transpires here over the next couple months. Yeah, and for the Clippers, right, they clearly Kawhi couldn't care less. I don't think about his seeding. He just wants to be in the playoffs. And, you know, home court advantage for those guys. If they're playing the Lakers, that is a home game. I mean, I think for players, a home game is about being in your routine, being in the, you know, your your home or the place you're used to. So, yeah, I think the Clippers will just hang around third, fourth, fifth place and be totally content with that going into the playoffs. Very well said. All right, well, that's it for the time being for those two teams. We're going to try to make some picks here on both, both NBA teams. It's just hard to find uh, some look-ahead lines, and obviously we want to give you guys the most accurate picks possible. Let's transition now into college basketball. Let's start with the USC Fighting Trojans. They are 13-3 and on the season, 2-1 and in conference play. They have a very formidable team. The Pac-12 is, is very solid top to bottom this year. It'll be interesting to see how they continue it. SC seems to be the superior of the two uh, LA collegiate teams here. Uh, give me your thoughts so far on this Pac-12 season here, and, and let's just briefly talk about UCLA. Eight and nine overall. They've lost three straight, including one in three so far in conference play. It's uh, it's kind of dark days for UCLA uh, football, basketball, the especially the once once dominant legendary basketball team uh, that has has kind of fallen on tough times. You know, I don't, I don't know what you do other than you have to kind of commit to. I think, I think UCLA has made a mistake in football too, and and they need to not do this in basketball. Is thinking, you're kind of bigger than you are, right? Uh, kids don't care about that. Kids don't, you know, John Wooden. Okay, so they've watched a couple YouTube clips of of him giving a speech. That's great. Like they care about the Instagram posts. They care about what their locker rooms look like. They care about what Nike That's gear you should sure. get. Her. Yeah, and. And you need to commit to having a coach. I think UCLA needs to stick with a basketball coach and a football coach for three, four, five, six years um, and just let them build a program and realize that you're not, you know, you're USC in football. You're not in Alabama. Right. And and just it is what it is. Right. You know, look in the mirror and, and kind of be real with yourself. So. Um, I would love to see UCLA get great again. I, I was uh, back when I was in college going to UCLA and SC games was, was an absolute thrill, especially when SC was just crushing it in football and looked like they might have the best college football team of all time. So, um, surprised by, uh, by SC at 13 and three, I had no idea until I looked it up and next week, actually next week, Thursday, uh, we should get in on this and, and talk about it. USC at Oregon will be a major, major game. game. Yeah, they win that, and I think you're, you're going you're gonna to see them in the top 25. They win that game. Oregon's had a great season so far. They they have been very impressive. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big one for sure. Um, all right. Well, I mean, look, I just want to pick apart something you said there. UCLA really is the Alabama of college basketball. They, they won many, many national champions. They are most certainly a blue blood. They this were. coaching search did not go as planned, though, obviously, for them. Yeah. But Mick Cronin's a good coach. He's got a system that takes time to get in place. I don't think it's all doom and gloom for UCLA hoops, although I do agree with you that UCLA football is in very dire straits right now. But next year, it'll be that third year for Chip Kelly. And we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they turn it around next season in, well, not, I was going to say in Westwood, but really in Pasadena. Yeah, in Pasadena. <laughs> <On Saturdays laughs> they do practice in Westwood, though, so let's be fair. All right. Well, as we said, we're going to try to switch up the schedules here after football season's over and try getting you guys some content on both. We're going to start recording Monday evenings and Friday evenings. That's the plan, at least. We're obviously both working men. Chris has got a child, so we have a plan. It doesn't always get to stick to that plan, but we're going to try to get a couple of quick hitter episodes where we can talk about games on Tuesday, games on Wednesday, and then on Friday we'll release an episode, hopefully, where we can talk about games over the weekend. That's the plan, anywho. But for the time being, 
we still got three great football games, hopefully at least three really good football games. I'd love to see a Chargers Chiefs, Chargers Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. I think that's what most of America wants to see, but I love seeing upsets. The Titans have given us a couple of those, and the Packers certainly are capable of magic as well. So any final thoughts here, Chris? This was episode 31 of Believe in Betting LA. Yeah, my wallet definitely wants to see a Chiefs-Niners uh, Super Bowl. Quite a bit of uh, teaser bet, parlay bets, long-term bets uh, that we've got coming to fruition here. But uh, this is it. This Sunday is great. This is like uh, a little bit of two Super Bowls in one for your diehard. You know, get your chips, get your get your nacho cheese, football warming plate, and uh, put on the sweatpants and, and enjoy kind of the, the last great weekend before we have to take a break and, and get to the Super Bowl and bet every single prop uh. into the sun championship sunday baby don't forget first game 12:05 p.m kickoff from kansas city missouri should be a lot of fun this is the first saturday in a long time we won't have football so that's right that's disappointing but what are you gonna do life goes on there's some good college basketball go ahead and watch ucla usc lakers clippers all right that was episode 31 for the believe podcast network for stag capital for chris lewart i'm sam maxwell thank you guys for listening see you guys next time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.